Welcome back to the Todd Duncan Podcast. A member of the industry syndicate. This is where success happens. Todd's goal is to transform your business and life through deeper connections, higher trust, and proven strategies to help you win and give you your best life ever. Here's your host, Todd Duncan. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to High Trust Coaching Live. I am Hope Borman. I'm the Divisional President for High Trust Coaching, and I have with me one of our High Trust Coaches, Dave Brown. Good morning, Dave. Good morning. Good morning. So, um, Dave, before we get started, today we're going to be talking about power goals and dreams, and most importantly, achieving those goals and dreams. But before we get started, what I'd like to do is tell us a little bit about yourself, Dave. Tell us a little bit about your business um, and you know your role as a high trust coach. Okay. So I have been in this business uh, longer than I care to mention. I actually started in 1985, right out of uh, college. Okay. Started as a loan officer. I've served uh, as a loan officer, branch manager, regional manager. I've been on wholesale, retail. And for the last, uh, really the last 20 years of my career, I've been a producing branch manager. So I have um, about a dozen loan officers that work with me in my branch. Most of them 10 years or longer. We've just been together uh, a real long time. I'm very right. blessed with a, a great group like that. Yes. Um, and, you know, about four or five years ago, as I saw changes that were happening in the market, um, where I had previous a very large organization of loan officers, literally hundreds of loan officers that were working for me, and I saw the market was changing, I needed, I realized I needed really to get back into production myself. Mm-hmm. The production I had been doing up to that point had kind of become accidental. I wasn't really trying you know, and I would do the occasional uh, deal for the family member or the friend. And about four years ago, I decided that uh, if I didn't change, then I was going to be in in trouble. And fortunately, I did. And I started going back to back to basics of, um, you know, going out and developing relationships with realtors, taking care of clients, reaching out to past clients, that kind of thing. Um, and, uh, you know, the crazy thing is it, it, it's worked. And then um, I got invited to my very first Todd Duncan event in 2016, which was uh, Sales Mastery. And I was, you know, I thought I was all that, you know, being uh, the producer that I was. And I saw people walk across stage that were, you know, doing in a month what I was doing in a year. And uh, it just kind of opened my eyes. And I signed up for coaching immediately. So for the first year, I was coached. And um, saw, you know, the benefits to my business. And then um, I was asked to be a coach um, shortly after that. And so um, I can say that it's, you know, definitely helped my business. Um, My branch this year is probably going to do in the range of 180 million. I'm going to be doing somewhere between 50 and 60 million when all the when all the dust settles. So. Um, you know, and I, and I'm, I'm living, breathing proof of, you know, what we talk about actually works because I'm not a, um, I'm not a theory coach. I'm a, I'm an out there in the trenches kind of, kind of coach. I mean, all the stuff that we share with our members, I'm still out there doing. Yes. Well, and, you know, that's what we get to say, you know, very, very proudly um, is the fact that our coaches are actively out there walking the walk and talking the talk. And I think that, you know, you know, the key to coaching is is execution. 
And it's probably the reason why we asked you to be a coach is because you probably took this information and executed on it and implemented it and probably achieved results, uh, probably in shorter order than most people. Yeah, you know, I, I, I guess that that's part of it. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a coach at the time that uh, knew of me and he threw my, my hat in the ring. And when they when they asked me, it wasn't, a, you know, an immediate yes it was something I had never even considered. Yeah. And I had to think about it. And I talked to a couple of the other coaches. And, and the more I thought about it, the more, you know, I, I decided that I wanted to do it. And now I've been coaching for almost three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been, you know, just a, just an incredible blessing, not only in seeing when the light bulb goes on with our members and, and seeing the results that they're achieving, Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, honestly, it's it's allowed me to keep my sword a little bit sharper because, yeah. you know, number one, hanging around the coaches that that we have, uh, people like you, people like our other coaches, people like Todd, uh, th- there's there is no doubt that you're going to get better at your craft. Mm-hmm. Um, and generally speaking, anything that you teach, I think you're you're going to get a little better, a little better at. So. Um, I've been the beneficiary uh, of the coaching in, in my own business. Sure. Um, and it's kind of funny sometimes, you know, when I'm, I'm coaching a member and I, you know, we're talking about something and I, and I kind of laughed myself on the inside thinking, Hey, that's a pretty good idea. I should do that. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's good because it, it does, I think, keep, keep me sharp and, uh, um, keep me more passionate uh, about the business because yeah. anything that you do for a long, long time, it's real easy to start getting complacent. And uh, this has kind of reinvigorated my, uh, my passion and my, my fire, my drive, you know, mm-hmm. for, for this business. That's beautiful. Thank you. You know, thank you, Dave. Yeah, that was, thank you for sharing that. Um, you know, I think it's important. I don't think any people really fully realize who, you know, what they're, you know, what, what the value of being a coach is. And, you know, yes, you are giving back. Yes, you are helping someone else <clears throat> grow their business in the same way that you did. But it also keeps you in, keeps you in your discipline. It keeps you, keeps you focused, as you say, and, and it keeps you in your passion, you know, so it's, it doesn't become mundane. Exactly. Okay. So at High Trust Coaching, we help our clients to achieve their goals. That's what we do. We kind of dial it all in. We, um, we, we identify what those goals are. We create strategies around how we're going to achieve those goals. The bottom line is our coaching members do the work. Um, and um, so what we're going to talk about today is what are some of the key things to achieving goals? I mean, what, you know, what is the magic potion in achieving goals? So Dave, talk to us a little bit about, um, about that, about what, you know, what is the magic potion in, in achieving goals? So uh, as you know, and hopefully a lot of people that are watching this uh, know, Todd wrote a book called uh, High Trust Selling, and there's 14 laws. Uh, of high trust. And um, the actually the first law that he tends to talk about and, and frames a lot of his teachings around uh, is the law of the iceberg. Um, and the law of the iceberg is really about this idea of architecting the future you. You know, who do you want to be? Where do you want to be? What do you want to uh, have achieved? Who do you want to have impacted? Um a year from now, five years from now, 30 years from now, uh, and so on. And um, so you, you you get around somebody like 
Todd, who's, you know, a, a super huge dreamer. And it only uh, tends to expand, you know, what you start to see as possible. And even some of the other uh, other folks involved in, in Todd's ecosystem and, and what people are achieving. So um, there was a study done by uh, and this is, you know, right from right from Todd's playbook that, that he mm-hmm. shared with us in terms of uh, goals. There was a study done by the Dominican University. And uh, this is um, this is very powerful to me. Uh, it the, and they broke down. Uh, people into five groups in terms of how they treated goals. Uh, the first group uh, thought about their goals. Uh, so they were, it was all in their head. That was, that was it. Second group uh, wrote down their goals. That's all they did. The third group wrote down their goals and formulated action steps to achieve those goals. The fourth group wrote down those goals and formulated action steps to reach them and sent those goals to a friend right. to create some accountability. Uh, and then the last group, group five, wrote down formulated action steps to reach those goals, sent them to a friend, and created weekly reports on progress to the goals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the conclusion that they, they looked at after uh, monitoring these folks for a while is group one, those were the people that had them just strictly in their head accomplished uh, 43% of their goals or were ha- at least halfway there. Um, group two, group four, which had wrote them down and had an action step and sent them to a friend, mm-hmm. 62% accomplished their goals or at least halfway there. Mm-hmm. So about a 50% increase from the, from the previous group. And then group five that did all the steps and then went to the additional step of weekly progress meetings, uh, reports on the progress of their goals, 76, three out of four of them accomplished their goals, or at least were halfway there. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. been tons and tons of studies on, on goal setting and so forth. And at any given point in time, and the weird thing is this stat has never really changed. If you, if you walked up to uh, people on the street and you grabbed 100 people and you said, uh, do you have your goals for your life written down? Guess what the percentage is, Hope? Oh, golly. I would say maybe, uh, I'll say conservatively, maybe 20%? Three. Three. My goodness. percent of our population has their goals written down. So, you know, my first question is, how in the heck are you going to hit a target? You don't even know what the target is or where yeah. the target is. Right. So. Yeah. It, it, you know, the, one of the analogies that I that I appreciate is the the game of life is illustrated by a rider on a horse. Okay. And we get to choose who we want to be. Mm-hmm. Do we want to be the rider that we get to control the direction of the horse just by simply pulling on the reins a little bit or 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 giving some pressure with our feet, mm-hmm. or uh, do we want to be the horse? And uh, life's going to take us willy nilly wherever it decides to take us mm-hmm. because we have not made a decision mm-hmm. to decide where we want to go. Sure. And, and so in answer to, I think, your first question, what's the magic or secret sauce? I, I think the first step is making a decision of writing your goals down, deciding what you want in life. Um, mm-hmm. 
in, in all areas of your life, whether it's physical or spiritual or relational or work or financial, all of those things should be crystal, crystal clear, mm -hmm. written down, and then have a plan for achieving them. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you know, the likelihood of success, in my opinion, and my observation is it's just not it's not good. And, and the statistical data always bears it out that the people that write down their goals and have a plan always outperform those that don't by a lot. Right. Right. It's so true. You know, the, you know, that's, you know, the law of leverage, right? So the law of leverage says that you're less likely to fail if you have told others that you will succeed. And, you know, that cannot be more true. I mean, we, we implement it every single day. We do it in our coaching. Um, I do it in my personal life. Right. So I had a goal to achieve something um, very recently and and achieve something by a date. You know, so it was not only to achieve achieve a goal, but also to have it completed by a certain date. And I'll tell you, just, you know, sharing that with two of my friends saying, this is what I'm going to do. And this is my by when. Um, and they said, OK, great. Nobody called me every day and asked me if I was getting it done or how I was doing or any of those things. Just I knew that I had a date and I knew that that date would come. And that's when they would ask me, did you get it done? And um, I'll tell you that, that that law of leverage just absolutely, truly worked for me in a very, very simplistic way. Um, but because I did achieve my goal, I did achieve it within the timeframes that I wanted to achieve it. And, and I think that's what we do so much in our coaching is, you know, it's not only the, you know, what is that you want, you know, writing down your goals, um, putting together that strategy as to how you're going to achieve it tracking it every single day through our metrics and, and tracking your progress and making sure that you're doing that. And, and then also just kind of, you know, on a quarterly basis, we're saying, okay, let's pull out that, that goal sheet. Let's pull out that business plan. Let's take a look at, you know, where you are and what you need to do in order to achieve your goal. And so it's also kind of keeping your eye on the ball. Yeah. You said a couple of really important things there, I believe. And, and the first one was uh, a goal without a date is a wish. Mm -hmm. And so I think putting a date uh, is very, very important. And also, like you said, you know, that's part of what we do in coaching is we help our members put together a business plan for the year. And then we we're constantly reviewing that. And how are you doing? You know, I just went over with, with my members, uh, as we were in the beginning of July, okay, we're at the halfway mark. Your goal was to make X amount of dollars this year. How are you doing? Mm -hmm. um, and in some cases, you know, they were they were well ahead of halfway. So I said, well, it, it makes sense that we should bump that up. Yes. Uh, and so goals can be adjusted. Jo goals don't need to be in stone. They can be in pencil. And mm -hmm. you can look at them and revise them and adjust them. And, and, uh, and likewise, likewise, the other way, you know, if, if you're, if you're missing your goal, let's, let's look at why, but at the same time, a goal shouldn't be so unrealistic that you're going to, you're going to feel disappointed because even though you shot for the stars, you hit the moon, you know, you're, you may be disappointed and, and feel badly. Yeah. The other, the other point that I think is, is huge is the accountability factor. You know, a winner doesn't want to show up and say, I didn't do what I said I was going to do. And a, and a big part of what we do in coaching is, OK, what do you want to get done between now and our next call two weeks from now? And we'll lay out one, two or three action items. Mm -hmm. And then during the next call, 
Hey, how did you do on, you know, approaching those two new realtors? Hey, how did you do on doing an appreciation lunch for your branch or, or you know, what, whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. And if they didn't do it, we're never beating them up. We're just, mm-hmm. hey, you know, what what happened? Let's, yep, let's, regroup. Let, let's, yeah, let's, let's get back on track. Mm-hmm. But the analogy that I love to tell folks is I said, okay, if you go to the gym and you're doing push-ups, you're going to do, uh, or you go to the gym and you have a coach that's standing there next to you telling you to do push-ups and pushing you to do more push-ups, in which case do you think you're going to do more push-ups? <laughs> right. Of course, almost always you're going to do more with the coach. And, and sure. th- that's just one of the, the natural benefits of coaching is, is the accountability factor. And again, winners, winners want to show up mm-hmm. ready mm-hmm. and letting their coach know what they did to kill it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, what's really interesting is that a lot of times when we get to, when we come to, you know, third quarter or fourth quarter review, and we're seeing that we've achieved the goals, and, you know, the client is looking back saying, you know, I I don't even know how we got here. I don't even know how I did this, because they were executing every two weeks, they were executing on action plans and moving forward and moving forward. And, um, and in that process, they were able to achieve their they were able to achieve their goal. Um, so it's not these giant leaps. Um, it is consistent daily disciplines that they were taking care of and executing on on a regular basis that resulted in the end result that they were looking to, to achieve. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I think part of the part of the goal setting process too that uh, can be really fun is uh, we talk to our clients about. Uh, having a dream board mm. um, and um, having fun with it where, you know, and it's, it's, it's just as it sounds, it's you get, you know, the big piece of white uh, construction board and you put visual images of what your goals and dreams are. And it could be uh, people, it could be places, it could be uh, things you know, whatever it is. And um, then you put that somewhere where you can see it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, you can't, you can't see it real great, but I, I have mine also on my phone. Oh, wow. So awesome. I, I can look at it all the time. And I have, I have a beautiful, like the, the first picture is a beautiful picture of uh, the desert. Um, mm-hmm. of a desert golf course and because mm-hmm. my wife and I love going to the desert and uh, a year ago we bought uh, what's turned out to be a dream home a uh, second home out in the desert oh, and awesome. that I think one of the reasons is we were looking at that picture uh, a lot and yeah. um, that is now that's now our view yeah and so dream board dream boards are a lot of fun and you can mm-hmm. they're especially fun if you do them with you know a significant other spouse uh, uh, friends. I've known, uh, branches that have had dream board parties. Mm-hmm. I've known, uh, uh, loan officers that have done, done dream board parties with, uh, realtors, mm-hmm. you know, it's getting them and getting their juices going and getting them excited about their dreams. Yeah. So you can have a lot of fun with the dream boards, but everybody, everybody should have a dream board. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, it's interesting is that obviously there's something we teach in Hydro Cells Academy or Todd teaches in Hydro Cells Academy, talks about the dream board. And um, many of our coaching members um, have made date nights with their with their significant others um, to create that dream board together and have it be something that they do. And, and then we actually coach to execution on that right? Because they think that it's a little lofty and, you know, not that high of a priority, but boy, I'll tell you, it, it couldn't be more of a high priority to actually kind of put that together and do that. So Jim, Jim, I'm sorry, Dave, let's switch a little bit here and let's shift gears a little bit and talk a little bit about uh, referral partners. Um, you know, we go out for a, you know, a meet face to face with a new referral partner candidate. We have a great high trust interview conversation, which we won't get into right now. The conversation goes great. Everything, everybody's engaged. Everybody's committed to working with each other. What are the consistent questions, the magic questions that Todd teaches us to be asking our referral partners on a regular basis to maintain and drive referrals on a consistent basis? Well, I'm so glad you asked that, Hope, because it still happens. Yes, um, and, and one of my, uh, one of my favorite um, folks that I've met at uh, Todd's, function, Todd's Functions is um, Cody Hardridge. Uh -huh. And uh, he's, uh, he's a rock star uh, loan officer, as you know, in Oklahoma and does ridiculous, you know, 40 loans a month or something like that. And um, I remember him speaking at one of the events and he was talking about how much money these questions have helped him uh, make and, and helped his realtors. And so, you know, when he said that, it got my attention. Mm -hmm. So here are, here are the questions. And, you know, I will also preface and say, you don't need to use all of these questions. Right. Some yeah. of them may resonate with you a little bit better. Uh, mm -hmm. That's certainly the case with me, but I'm going to, I'm going to give you all of the questions. So who have you met in the last seven days who you would like to sell real estate to or for, and who you are not sure are going to use you? Okay. Who do you plan on showing property to in the next seven days who I should speak to, to make sure we optimize their purchasing power? So the idea with those two questions is that, we're cross-selling the realtor. We're getting the contact information from the client and, and calling them and scheduling a pre-application conversation. Mm -hmm. So often you take that client that was maybe going to fall out for the realtor and you, you bring them back in by mm -hmm. asking these questions. So you're creating a value for the realtor. And of course, you're adding, you know, transactions for you and for them. Absolutely. Uh, what are the open house strategies you have planned for the next two to four weeks that I can help you create a success strategy for? A little that's different in this environment without uh, open houses yeah. really happening, but that yeah. uh, that's a great question in a normal market. Mm -hmm. Here's a really interesting one. What buyers have you closed in the last 30 to 60 days for whom you have not hosted a housewarming party? And so the whole idea here that Todd talks about is you partner with the realtor, you host a housewarming party at the new buyer's home. Mm -hmm. They invite all of their friends. You invite some of your sphere. The realtor invites some of their sphere. And ideally, there is business that comes out of that because there are people there that may want to buy or, or sell a home. And so yeah, exactly. again, you're helping the realtor create business mm -hmm. and you know, that that's helping you create business. 
Mm-hmm. Here's probably my favorite question on here. Okay. What agents trust you who are not having a great lender experience who I could contact using your referral? What a great way to expand your realtor network is from mm-hmm. your existing realtors mm-hmm. by simply asking them. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. found that the, the secret to referrals, there's three rules for getting referrals, any kind of referrals. It's ask, ask, and ask. Yep, Most exactly. people will not volunteer mm-hmm. referrals. Some will. You know, yeah. whether it's a past client sending you their their friend or whatever for, for a loan. But if you ask, your referrals will go way, way up. So you simply right. ask that question very professionally like that of your realtor partners. Mm-hmm. They will give you one, two or three names of people that yeah. you can reach out to. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, is I think that our coaching members or any anybody in this business, they don't think to ask. Because the conversation is going so well or the connection is so great with the referral partner and they've, they they become their preferred, preferred partner. And it's such an easy ask to say, you know, do you know I'm, I'm expanding my business, I'm expanding my market. Um, do you know of any other agents that would appreciate the same, le- same level of, co- of business and service that I've been providing you? Um, and they're they're traditionally very good about it. And that's an, that's a that's a warm lead. That is. Dave asked me to give you a call, had, had great things to talk about with regard to your business, said you were great at what you do, would love to get together and hear more about your business, you know, and it's just such an easy telephone call. And those conversations actually, um, you know, are, um, I, I, I guess that I would, have, I would have to say the most beneficial, you know. It's, it's the easiest way I have found to grow your yeah. realtor partners. Uh-huh. And it's much, much better than any kind of you know, quasi cold calling. We have some other very targeted approaches that we teach sure. obviously in high trust, yeah, but I, I think this one is, is by far the best because it's a, it's a warm handoff and it's, it, it's, it's kind of easy. Yeah, it's um, and, and I, I, I like, I like easy and effective. And, <laughs> and that's that's kind of how that, how that one goes. A uh, couple, a couple uh, last questions. Um, uh-huh. What needs do you have that I have not met? Right. Um, do you have any listings that are not moving as fast as you like? Why? Wow, that's a and big that, question. That could be a discussion for a renovation mm-hmm. loan mm-hmm. or talking to your realtor about offering a buy down option. Mm-hmm. Now we have super low interest rates right now, mm-hmm. but you could still go lower by having the seller pay for a buy down mm-hmm. and be marketing you know, instead of maybe in the in the mid to high twos on a 30 year fixed rate, you're marketing in the, the low to mid twos or, or something like that to to create some attention. So there's there's ways to um, to kind of stir things up a little bit. But those are those are the magic questions uh, uh, from Todd. And yeah. uh, I will say they they absolutely work. Um, yeah. You know, Every pick out the two or three that really resonate with you and start using them. Yeah, exactly. And I think that, you know, it's it's setting the foundation for that as well is that when you're meeting face to face with your agent and you're devising a plan as to how you're going to be working together to actually say to them, I'm going to be calling you every Friday, every Monday morning or every Friday afternoon, whatever that time frame is, I'm going to ask you three questions. And these are the three questions. So if you can be prepared with them, that would be terrific, because this is what's going to ensure that we're going to achieve your goals and my goals for the for this year. So they know they're expecting the call. They get the call and, you know, hopefully they're prepared for the call. And even if they're not in that call, you know, that call is going to come every, you know, every week. And it's something that just continues to grow and grow and grow and expand. 
And, you know, going back to what we were saying about the referral is I think it's real easy to to take for granted our really good realtor partners that, you know, no, they know, love and trust us. We know, love and trust them. And, you know, a lot of times our conversations are very social and casual and easygoing. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I try to remember and I talk to my coaching members a lot about is we really always should be asking them is there anybody you've talked to recently I should be talking to? Is there anything I can be doing to help you right now? Mm-hmm. And never taking our eye off the ball and making sure that we're, uh, we're staying focused. And I, I, I'll tell you, I, I've done that. And there have been times where had I not done that, you know, we would have hung up the phone. But when I did it, they're like, oh, yeah, I, I do need you to call so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like... Um, you know, when you go through a drive through and, and you order, you know, burger and uh, I'll have a burger and a soda and they say, would you like fries with that? Well, if they ask that to everybody that only orders a burger and a soda, some of them are going to say yes. And they're going to they're going to throw fries in there. So that's that's kind of my point is right. we should always nicely be making sure that people know we're asking for business. I mean, we're in sales. Yeah. And it just always amazes me salespeople that don't actually ask for the business. Yeah, exactly. So, so true. I can't agree with you more. So we're coming up on the end of our time. And there's a couple of things I want to make sure that we're we're addressing. And that is one, um, I am starting our second round of uh, acquiring new high trust coaches. Um, to Dave's point earlier in this conversation, if you are thinking about becoming a coach and would like to hear more and get information about being a high trust coach, how to qualify to be a high trust coach, please just shoot me an email, hope.borman at hightrustcoaching.com. I would love to have that conversation with you. Um, The second thing is is that Sales Mastery is next week, this time next week. If you haven't already registered, we've already got how many, Dave, do we have 40,000 people registered for for Sales Mastery this year? Somewhere. It's unbelievable. So we're super excited. Um, Todd has worked tirelessly on bringing such an amazing event to us. If you're not registered, do get registered. And we look forward to seeing all of you then. Dave, thank you so much for joining us today on High Trust Coaching Live. Uh, and thank you for being a High Trust Coach. We love, we love all that you do. I'm happy to be part of the team and uh, it's, it's been a great ride and looking forward to continuing. Ah, fantastic. Music, music to my ears. Thank you, Dave. Thanks, Hope.